0: Welcome to Moonwise, a monthly podcast featuring conversations with women of power. I'm your host, Dorte Sophie Royal, and in this episode, I speak with Mariam Muna of ICU Wellness about radical self care and making wellness accessible to communities of color. We talk about her journey from corporate America to becoming a Reiki healer and wellness entrepreneur who has created a brand of soul care products infused with magic. We discuss why homogenous portrayals of wellness is harmful for us all, and how we can begin to free ourselves from internal messages that hold us back. She shares her own favorite self-care practices, as well as her perspective on the power of affirmations. Be sure to stay tuned to the end of the episode when Mariam guides us in a beautiful meditation. If you'd like to skip ahead to experience that, it will be around minute 45 of this episode. Before we dive in, you may have noticed that this episode began with new theme music. I'm very excited to share that we've partnered with Spirit House Records, a magical, radically artist-friendly record label. For the next 13 episodes of MoonWise, we'll be sharing songs from Spirit House artists who are an incredible community of healers, activists, witches, and weirdos making art on their own terms. In this episode, you'll hear Johanna Warren's A Bird in a Crocodile's Mouth from her album Gemini One. I recommend you check out her music and the rest of Spirit House at spirithouse.bandcamp.com. Now back to our show. Mariam, or Mar for short, is a native of Marrakesh, Morocco, living and loving in Brooklyn, New York. She's the founder and creative director of ICU Wellness, a wellness and lifestyle brand that exists to empower communities of color through accessible wellness and radical self-care. Mar is a Reiki practitioner and a natural-born healer with the ability to see you for who you truly are, then hold that vision of you so you can see it for yourself and begin the process of reconnecting with your highest self and purpose. Mar uses multiple healing modalities in her work meditation, writing, affirmations, aromatherapy, energy and oracle card readings, Reiki, and sound healing, and continues to study alongside peers and teachers to bring more accessible healing modalities to communities of color. Mar is on a mission to ignite the spark within individuals so he can collectively rise to our purpose. Her work has been featured in Essence Magazine, Refinery29, Brit & Co., and Melanin and Sustainable Style. Hi, Miriam. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today.
1: Hi, Dorothy. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm thrilled to have this conversation with you.
0: I was so excited to find you on Instagram. You're the founder of the wellness brand I See You Well, which really focuses on accessibility and inclusion in the conversation around self care to make sure that women of color are included in this conversation and feel comfortable. Even using that language. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. And I'm really excited to chat about this today.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited.
0: I'd love to start with your story about how you came to found ICUL and um, make that transformation in your own life.
1: Oh, well it's it's an interesting story because I didn't really find i see you well I see you well found me um and it really was through the process of um my own self care journey is how I ended up here um before I was doing any of this. I was a creative director in advertising working in madison avenue um high stressful job pretty fun job very much in corporate America. And um, when I started my career in advertising, I ended up doing a lot of work around diversity and inclusion and bringing awareness, because this issue is not only in wellness, it's it's kind of prevalent everywhere. So I ended up doing a lot of that work while still trying to do my, my advertising work. And at some point, I realized that through all this work, I wasn't taking care of myself. My self-care was lacking. Um, I was experiencing anxiety and depression and all the places that I would go to for, for example, for yoga or meditation didn't feel like they were for me. They weren't speaking directly to me, to my needs, to my nuances. Um, and so I never really felt that comfortable. I did learn a lot, but something was missing, right? Something was missing. So what happened was, uh, last year in June, I decided, you know what? I need a radical change. I could always feel like something is missing. I didn't know what it was. And I had decided that the first thing I'm going to do is remove myself from the toxic environment that is Madison Avenue. So I didn't know what I wanted to do, but that was my first big self-care step. <laughs> You know, and the way I define self-care now is giving yourself what you need at that moment. So what I needed at that moment was to remove myself. When I did that, everything else opened. Everything else opened. Uh, the first thing that I that I realized was I had so much more to share. I wanted to um, work with people directly and empower people directly and share more of myself and my journey. And I started doing it through tweets, through talking to people, uh, started writing affirmations and one thing led to another and it became, I see wellness because there was a need for it. I, I was able to put myself out there and share my story and realize that people need, need this. Um, and so I went with it, you know, it's, it's less of, uh, uh, get making it work and more of a surrender into what I'm really here to do.
0: Wow and that's it's so powerful because especially on Instagram but also in the larger media landscape when we talk about wellness many of us think about in terms of imagery or what we see is a blonde lady in a dress, frolicking in the sunset or drinking tea or doing yoga. And it's really quite homogenous. And I urge urge our listeners to start paying attention to that because when you start to look at the imagery and kind of the language of wellness um, and self-care, you'll notice that it's really targeted to a very uh, specific and homogenous group. And I think What those messages are trying to do is make an aspirational, quote unquote, picture of like, oh, everyone just wants to be the skinny blonde lady running around drinking green smoothies. But when we really get real with ourselves about what self-care is, which I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on this, because it's not about us all trying to be something that we're not and not trying to conform to fashion beauty standards. This is about truly loving ourselves for who we are. And how radical is that in this culture that we're living in?
1: Absolutely. It's it's quite radical. And, and we all have to be very careful um, in paying attention to the messages out there. I, I came from an advertising background. I know what goes behind the scenes. So this image of, of wellness on this wellness woman or wellness uh, girl, you know, she's blonde, she's frolicking, like all that is very damaging, not only to women of color, but to all women, really, because it's portraying this idea that if you take care of yourself, then you're always happy. And, you know, if you dress like this, if you practice yoga, if you do this, then you're going to be happy. Now, self-care has nothing to do with happiness. Um, it has nothing to do with, um, uh, living the fabulous life it has nothing to do with yoga, it has nothing to do with any of these things, really. So, the way that they take concepts and transform them into a capitalistic way of being, then you lose the whole point of, of, uh, of self care as it pertains to, to us women and how we need to approach it. And to me, self care is so unique to the individual. Uh, to me, self care means giving yourself what you need no matter what. Period. If we can just give ourselves what we need, um, no matter what we're dropping, you know, it's okay to drop the ball. It's okay to change plans. If we just stay, stay, um, uh, we honor ourselves uh, at every stage of the day. Uh, even then, that is that is a radical practice of self care because historically, women are always giving are always giving to their jobs, their families, to their uh, significant others, to whatever. And just the act of taking and reclaiming that time, right, reclaiming that space, is very, very, very radical uh, in my my perspective. Because once we do that, then we start learning more about ourselves. And that's the key to self-care. The key to self-care is also self-discovery. And being okay with the shifts and changes in the cycles. And even um, understanding the shifts and changes in the cycles. It's not about always being happy. It's about being okay no matter what is going on. And giving yourself what you need as you grow and change. It's definitely not... Um, it's definitely not what they show out there. And, um, like I said, I think that's very, that that's very damaging. The image of showing the the happy woman, you know, in her self-care journey in yoga, it's really, really damaging because most people think, oh, if I do yoga, I'm going to be happy. If I do this, I'm going to be happy. But they're chasing something outside of themselves when really what's going to make them happy is listen what they need and give themselves that. They're always looking for something external well self-care is coming from within it doesn't come from from outside.
0: Wow, that is so true and and when you really practice it it's 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 a deep practice that can that's not necessarily easy you know really to listen to ourselves to forgive ourselves to to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, yeah, I had a cookie for breakfast and I still love myself it's okay." <laughs>
1: Exactly. Those, in those moments is when you really feel more empowered. It's, it's not in the happy moments where everything is fine. It's the moments that you know you don't really want to do this, yet you still love yourself even though you did that or you did something that's not aligned with you. That's, to me, that's when you gain your powers because you, um, you accept yourself in all the different shades that you are. Uh, None of us are one person. I, myself, um, I have so many different aspects of myself. I'm still discovering even more aspects of myself. And the practice is to give every aspect of myself what it needs at that point in time Hmm. and being okay with that, even though uh, it might be contradictory to another aspect of myself. So it's really being present with whatever it is that you need at that moment and be sure that that's the right thing to do, uh, r- regardless of what you did yesterday or what you've been you've been told to do uh, another day. It's being grounded in the knowing and that uh, sureness of like this is what I need now, and I don't care about tomorrow or yesterday. This is where I am now, and I honor it uh, with everything that I have. And I think that's that's you know, pretty awesome, awesome journey. It's not an easy journey, like you said, but it's not supposed to be
2: easy like the ads show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you just buy this product, you'll be enlightened and look great. (laughs) I would love to talk a little bit about affirmations. And I've seen you say on your website, actually, words are literally spells. This is why we call it spelling a word. Words are spells. So I think... Because we live in a world
1: where we use language uh, to communicate, language is one of the most important ways for us to exchange, to communicate, to share, especially with social media. Language becomes very, very important because we are programmed Um, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not, we're programmed and conditioned to use some words and some ways to describe ourselves, to describe others, to talk to ourselves, uh, and to talk to others. And we don't realize that when you project, um, a sentence, you are casting a spell essentially. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, words are very, very powerful. So if I wake up every day and I'm like, oh my God, I don't feel good. I feel depressed. I hate everything then the universe is really just matching your vibration that you're projecting and gives you exactly what you ask for. So you can, so your ego can validate that you are right. The universe wants you to be right. It's, uh, it wants to validate your opinion. It, it doesn't care if it's negative or positive and, um, how the world and society was constructed I'm pretty sure they knew about this. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they knew about this. So we were programmed in a way that we're always needing something, needing to buy something to feel good, needing to eat specific things to feel good. And so that's always, uh, it it becomes a cycle, right? So when we're mindful about what we say, then we can cast spells that we actually want to manifest in our lives, whether we have them or not, right? So for example... Um, there was a time where I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was working in an agency and I was very unhappy and, uh, I knew I wanted to do some a specific type of work, but I wasn't doing it. So what I started to do was saying that I'm doing that work, even though I wasn't, <laughs> but I'm like, this is happening. I'm doing it. I'm an entrepreneur. I help women of color. I work with communities. I, I travel around the world. This is what I do. And literally within six months, it started showing up because the mind really doesn't know the difference. So whatever you tell it, it's going to match, um, match your projection. So this is all to say that affirmations are really a way of reprogramming our minds specifically on how we talk to ourselves, because we can be amazing people, loving people to others because we're conditioned to give to others. But when it comes to giving ourselves, it becomes very tricky. Uh, we're not we're not used to doing that. We're not taught to doing that. So we have to take it upon ourselves and replace the negative thoughts with the positive ones that are empowering to us, whether we believe them or not. It doesn't matter. It's the power of practice and the power of repetition that helps you literally reprogram your DNA and and once it starts showing up in in the real world, you realize how powerful it is. And I've done this in so many ways, specifically for manifestation. Affirmations, words are huge when it comes to manifestation. I always tell my clients, speak it before it exists. How do you want? How do you want the universe to give it to you if you're if you're not speaking it? If you're not putting it out there in the world? So, so that's the power of affirmations, and that's how. I see you. Wellness even got started.
0: This is a really good reminder for me as well. Sometimes our harshest critics and our most negative things are within, and uh, even taking a moment to realize how cruelly you're talking to yourself um, can really interrupt that pattern and start to reprogram, like you said. Um, And I'm sure from there, you can start replacing with more positive messages.
1: You can start fine-tuning, and also you can start paying attention to the things you put out there. So for example, especially with social media, uh, we spend a lot of time uh, on social media. So I'm, I'm scrolling down, and I see a post, and I'm commenting on it. It's important to stop and think, like, why am I commenting? Uh, why am I even following this person and letting their words influence my space? And what am I putting out in the world? Because even if you're not speaking it, you're writing it. So whatever you put out in the world is coming back. So a lot of times it's it's it's, uh, it's very important to pay attention to, um, to your words and how you use them. Even, even though sometimes like you might think something negative about somebody, do you really need to project it?
0: Right. Cause it's almost like it's taking it to the next level where when we type something electronically or we send a text. That's actually an electronic wave that goes out to a satellite and back to Earth, like lit like scientifically.
1: You're birthing it in the world. So if it's not aligned with your values, why would you birth to in the world something that's not aligned with your values? And of course there there are moments when we feel all kinds of feelings. This is not about always being positive. No. It's about It's about paying attention to what's coming out of of, of our mouths, of our beings. And if it's something that's not aligned with our values, we have to question it. That's the key. We have to question everything because we spent too long not questioning anything. And so now is the time to question where is this thought coming from? why, why am I doing this? Am I, is it because I'm triggered by this person? Is it because I'm jealous of this person? If, if I am jealous by this person, why am I jealous? Because I want what they want. If I want what they want, why can't I uh, speak it into the existence instead of putting them down, which really is putting yourself down of what you truly want. So that process of inquiry becomes very important and starts to, um, become very helpful in clearing out those programming. You know, clear and be like, oh, I know where that's coming from. It's really all about curiosity and being curious about um, everything that we think of, everything that we project, and not about um, punishing ourselves or being like, oh, you're bad. I can't believe you said that. It's it's a process of learning. And the more we have fun with it, the more we're curious and we just treat it as a game in a way, which it kind of is, then, then the more we, we uh, curate our life to only align with what we really want with our values with our purpose and then everything else will just start falling apart you don't have to cancel things you really have to just align and that's it once you align things will come to you you don't have to hustle as much
0: i'd love to talk a little bit more about accessibility and inclusion and why you feel that this work is so important to specifically target to women of color and how have people been responding to that approach
1: well, like I said, this, this is something that was so needed. So when I started, um, me as a woman of color, um, at first I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to target women of color. You know, it's just, it just so happened to be my community. When I started to talk about these things, there was such a need for, for um, women of color leaders to um, almost give permission uh, to others to be like, you also are part of this conversation because they don't see themselves represented and I didn't see myself represented, um, right? And historically, uh, black women are, are, you know, so marginalized. They are the ones who give so much to everybody. They always are taking care of people. So the conversation barely gets to, to them, so for me it was important for them to see that uh someone out there is looking out for them there's someone out there who's who's living that that journey and is there to serve them and by providing accessible ways the thing about the difference between I would say women of color is that a lot, a lot of us are busy. We're working, we have people to take care of. We don't have those luxuries and a lot of some privileges of, of time and money sometimes. Now this is not, it's not a generalization at all, but uh, typically in communities where you're like, oh, why don't you do yoga? It's like, I don't even have time to cook. Why why would I do yoga? So it's important to open up, um, to open it up a little bit more of what wellness what self-care looks like and the way I saw it was self-care should be something that's accessible that you can do every day if you if you put on your makeup in the morning that's a time of self-care if you're if you're cooking your food at that night that's a time of self-care if you're just sitting at your desk and you need 30 seconds um, there is there is a moment where you can take that um, and and make it yours make it make it your self-care time so it's about It's about showing all the other ways of taking care of yourself, not just the ones that are shown, the traditional ones or the mainstream ones, um, because they they don't always resonate. And also empowering um, women to find their own way. I think that's key for me. There is no one way. Uh, It's really making it work for
2: you.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, and and some of your products look like they are really nice ways to facilitate having you know just five minutes or a moment to, to tap in. So, yeah, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've created?
1: Yeah, so my my products uh, are exactly that. It's about it's not about. Uh, going to the spa and spending all this time and money—it's really like the spa comes to you. It's every day. So my products are very functional. They—they uh, they are like skincare, body care, but I also call them soul care products because they are infused with magic. They're—they're they're high vibrational, but they're also highly functional. So, for example, um, my calming toner—it's—it's it's a toner that you can use before your makeup that everyone needs a toner before their moisturizer, but it really is a time to center yourself. It has Reiki, has aromatherapy, it's handmade, it's organic, it's delicious, right? And just getting those scents, those natural scents helps you connect with yourself, helps you connect with earth. Um, As you know, women of color use a lot of products and a lot of these products are really not designed for them and they're not designed with specific intention. So when I started experimenting with products, I realized there's so much magic that happens when you, when you make something with specific intention and the magic can absolutely be felt. So the way my product works, I always tell, tell my clients, every time you use them, just go within, just go within and just take that, those smells and let them, you know, flow through your body. And it makes a huge, huge difference because we don't always do that. Take, take time in the day to just breathe. Even if it's 30 seconds, uh, it's, it's a, it's a moment of meditation and it's also, um, a moment to ground yourself. So I have a grounding specifically, uh, a specific product. That's one of my best seller. That's a grounding roller roll on. It helps with anxiety a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And so all that does is bring you back to earth. It has a lot of roots, uh, essential oils from roots. It has Palo Santo essential oil. It cleanses negative energy, and it just brings you back to earth. And the reason why I created that is that I noticed that in the U.S., people deal with anxiety a lot. I myself dealt with it, and there are simple ways to deal with these things than, than, than taking um, medicine from you know pharmaceutical companies are really not interested in, in in tackling the main issue, but really just putting a Band-Aid on it.
0: Right. And even just having that moment to realize, oh, I'm feeling really anxious. Let me take a pause. Let me take a moment. Put put some of this on me. Smell it. That's such a beautiful self-care practice, and it can be two minutes. But it's, wow, what a valuable two minutes. And even using a product that you know was made by another beautiful woman with the intention of seeing you well. It
1: makes a huge difference. Yeah. And if they just take the, those times and they don't have to use my products, for me, as long as they're natural products, because what you're putting in your body, uh, it's a different experience if you smell fragrance than you smell uh, essential oils. It's a very, or flower essences, it's a very different experience the way it affects your body. And just building that awareness every day that five seconds, 10 seconds here, 30 seconds here, uh, that becomes your meditation. And the more you practice, the more you find yourself in a constant state of Zen, um, because you take the time to, to take care of yourself. And the reason why, um, the products, I I always ask people to use them with intention and to do, use them daily and, and, um, frequently is so we can, Again, reprogram our minds and reprogram ourselves and what self care looks like. A lot of people wait until they are burnout and then they have to take a long uh, vacation or whatnot. That's their self care. But to me, self care should be every day, all the time. Whether you're in the city, you should be able to survive in the city, in the subways, but also in the jungle. And it sh- you should con- you should um, keep this. State of calm and peace wherever you go, and that requires everyday practice. Little, little, uh, taking thirty seconds to just breathe, taking five seconds to ground, uh, and just being aware and going within. That is what's going to create that state of of peace and calm throughout. We don't have to wait until, you know things break before we start fixing them. Um, you know, it's it's something that should be included in your everyday life. It should be prioritized even, not included, prioritized.
0: Mm. And so do you define radical self-care as wellness that's sourced from the inside? Or how do you think about it?
1: Um, the way I think about radical self-care is really the choice of putting yourself first. I think that's a radical idea for women. Uh, It shouldn't be, (laughs) but it is. Uh, It really is. I think radical self-care is dropping the ball and choosing you constantly at all times, no matter what, every single day. That is radical. And if we all do that, then we're going to have so much more bandwidth and space to give to others and to heal the world uh, in many ways, through our work through um, through everything that we do, because we are full, we have to have to put ourselves first to me that 's that 's a radical concept
0: that 's so true because as a mother, I often feel guilty to do something for myself or ask for help or get a babysitter and every single time when I do it i can I can come back into caring for my family in such a more centered mindful way. That's a benefit to the whole family. And it's just so funny that just, I guess my programming is such that I still, every time I'm like, Oh, should I really ask for help? Should I really go, you know, take a nap or whatever? And every time it's like, yes, (laughs) do it. So hopefully one day, you know, Maybe other listeners feel that way. That we can overcome that feeling of of guilt or oh, I'm selfish for doing this. It's like no, we're we're ready doing so much for the world. Like let's do something for ourselves.
1: Yeah, and just understanding that whenever uh, you feel that low vibration uh, feelings like guilt or shame uh, or even fear, understand that those are programings that are coming. Up, so you can you can transmute them. They're not coming up, so so they can make you even feel guiltier. And those are programmings that are really not natural. They don't they're not natural. They're not who you are. The reason why they don't feel good is because they don't fit within you, and they're coming out to be transmuted. So our we have a choice to either transmute them and rise above them, or keep perpetuating the same cycle that for. Hundreds of years, women have been in this cycle, forced uh, to be in this cycle in so many ways, uh, due to the circumstances of you know different societies that we we'll live through. But just having that awareness, like, oh, okay, I feel guilt right now. Well, that's interesting. Um, where is that coming from? It's probably from from this this thought. So I'm going to rise above it. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's you know, as a, as a mother, I'm sure it's it's even more difficult because you like okay. it it feels uncomfortable leaving my baby at home and going to the movies, for example. But I know that by doing so, I'm teaching my daughter or, or or my son that this is important to be your own self, that you have other identities to take care of and that you are free. Freedom to me is very important. So understanding that you're not doing it just for you you're doing it for so many others it's it could because we're all in this together and all it takes is that one person to to step out of the norm and and decide okay well'm I'm, I'm doing me <laughs> I'm going to take care of me and if and if somebody's not okay with that then that's not that's their problem really it's not it's not yours it's important for us to put ourselves first because we are the caregivers of the world. Uh, We are the nurturers of the world, yet who is nurturing us?
0: And I think this is particularly relevant for a time in which uh, social media in particular can be a very toxic space, frankly. I mean, right now we're taping this during a really difficult political moment, I think for a lot of women. I think part of that self-care can also be like putting down the social media, stepping away from Facebook, making sure that the messages that we're taking into us resonate with us and aren't just like (laughs) chipping away at our sense of well-being.
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we live in a very, very interesting time where it is important to know what's going on um, in the world as far as how it affects you directly, how it affects your community and how it affects, uh, you know, Americans, all of Ameri- all, all the Americans. But it's really important. This is a kind of a solo journey and knowing what you need and saying no to what you don't. Um, somebody I was at this uh, breathwork session a couple of days ago, And somebody who, who was there, this, this woman, she was dealing with some anxiety that day. And the person who was leading the group was explaining what we were going to do, the breath work. And it was, it was a little bit of a shadow work, uh, stuff, you know, kind of going down in the underworld type of thing, which I love to do personally, but she, I was so proud of her because when she heard that, she said, you know what guys, I have to go. I can't, I'm not, I am i can not go down there today. I can't do it. And she was so apologetic, but I was so proud of her because you have to stand up for yourself and say, this is what I need. Even if everyone else in the group is going another way, mm-hmm. that's radical self-care. That is, it's, it's the choice of going the other way when everyone else is going a completely opposite way. That's radical. And I was so, so proud of
0: her. I love that example. Wow. Wow. And, um, I can definitely attest to that because for example, I recently published a podcast about my own journey into the underworld through postpartum depression. And, um, it's been getting some incredible feedback and I'm just so happy that it's out there in the world. And I hope that it makes other women feel less alone. However, I was not able to write about the experience until a full year after I had recovered. And I would often check in with myself. I would be like, I really need to write about this. I want to help other women. And I would check in with myself and I was like, you know what? No, I'm not strong enough. I can't go back down there and feel what I felt and examine it because I'm too fragile. Like I, I, it will sink me and, um, I had to wait and you know, it was, it was a long time and it's not a timeline that, you know, our culture is normally like, Oh cool. Yeah. Just take a year to process that. But I really, really needed it. And once I felt, I felt so strong inside and I was like, now I'm ready to go back in and mine those depths and, and bring the gems up but only now right and and that's
1: that's that's beautiful that you're able to honor that because we're always pushed and especially in the in the wellness community even like you find yourself in spaces um doing things that you're not really sure you want to do and and they might have the best intention in mind and the majority of people in those sessions are very happy to be there so it is it is our role to be like no this is what I need and trust in divine timing their time is not linear as we think of it uh, it's really you need to learn certain things in order to give the best insights to the world you need to go through certain things in order to serve better and that's something that you can't speed up you can't slow down it's only something that you feel when you are in tune when you feel you're ready it's going to come out of you and it's going to be so easy and painless but when you're not ready and it feels like there is resistance then you have to just honor and not push push i not never never push yourself through um when you feel resistance i don't push when i don't feel completely in flow i'm not interested in creating i'm interested in Mm self-care and relaxing Mm -hmm. if i'm not in flow then there's no point um no matter what's going on in the world i just have to trust that it's everything that i need to do is going to get done Um, but either I will take five times the time to get it done in my state, or I can take that four, the four times, the time for me to take to self-care and do it at once because Mm -hmm. then I feel good. So it's, um, it's a lot of, it's constant listening to the self and honoring and giving yourself what you need at all times. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And that requires dropping the ball in, in many things and whatever dropping the ball means to, to people. But, um, when you drop the ball on others, you're really choosing yourself. You're actually not dropping the ball. You're, you're honoring yourself, which is the most important thing to do as women in this divine feminine time that we're living on. This is what we're here to learn and what we're here to embody. So we need to just claim it, um, unapologetically.
0: And especially as leaders and as entrepreneurs and business owners and people who, you know, maybe have employees or interns actually um, embodying that as a role model can really change the lives of the people who look up to you or that you care for. And for them to realize like, oh, this is okay. This person needed to go, you know, to take a break. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's important for for women to reimagine everything, question everything, reimagine everything about everything that we do <laughs> because for the longest time we've been doing it against our own nature. Mm. And so By questioning it, by reimagining it, something that comes from a place of intuition and what feels good, following pleasure, following what feels good, we must have complete faith and trust that that's going to lead us to our wildest dreams, to things that are beyond what we can even possibly imagine, because the other choice has been imagined for us. And it's time for us to imagine our own way. And it's a very, very exciting time and an exciting process because anything is possible. (laughs) You know, anything is possible when you follow intuition. I'm a testament to this. I would have never in a million years thought that I would be doing Reiki or making products for that matter, or just doing anything in wellness whatsoever. (laughs) I, I was, you know, on a path of speaking to the masses and communications. And, uh, I was a creative, so I do design work and all that stuff, but that's how I communicate. I didn't realize I had it in me. I didn't realize I had these talents if I didn't surrender and just listen to my intuition. And the key to that is understanding that your intuition is not going to give you the full picture. Even I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea what I'm doing or what I'm heading. And I'm very comfortable saying that. And I'm very happy to be in that space because that gives me freedom to just be what I want to be every single day. But I trust that the breadcrumbs that my intuition is giving me is leading me some more exciting and some more fun and some more powerful that's never been done before. So I just let go and surrender to that because the option, again, the other option is already determined for me. And I, I'm not interested in that.
0: Wow. That's really powerful. Well, this brings me to, I'm wondering what are some of your favorite self-care practices at this time?
1: Self-care practices. I am a meditator. So, um, I love to meditate. I meditate every single morning and I've been meditating for two and a half years now. And it's my time. And I do it in the morning because it is my time to connect to myself, to my home frequency and to just check in on what's happening every day. Like I said earlier, there's so many aspects of myself. I surprise myself sometimes because, and some of them are contradictory, uh, they're all part of me, right? So it is the practice of checking in with myself every morning and be like, okay, what do I need today? What's happening today? What's, 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 uh, where's my mood, you know, where's my energy? Um, so meditation is key, but I also want to clarify what meditation is. I've been doing a lot of workshop recently and just talking and going to spaces where they don't, really talk about meditation or mindfulness or any of those things. And a lot of people are, are intimidated by it. And so I always like to explain what meditation is the way I see it. For me, meditation is the practice of being fully present with whatever it is That's going on at that time, at that moment. So meditation can be short. It can be sitting in a cross-legged position, uh, you know, uh, looking within yourself and being present with your own emotions. Meditation can look like washing dishes and being fully present with the water flowing, being fully present in that it could be dancing, being fully present in the in the movement in your body. It could be prayer. Meditate. Prayer is a form of meditation. It could be being present with your spirits, with your guides. And so, really, meditation is being present in in the moment through whatever activity that makes you happy, that makes you um, that makes you feel like you're not too much in your head. Some people have a hard time sitting down. Their, their, their thoughts get activated. So sitting down is not the best meditation for them. Maybe they have to be walking, then their mind uh, calms down. So it's important to find something that helps you calm your mind to become and adopt it as your meditation. For me, I do sit in cross-legged position uh, because I've been practicing it. I've been practicing it for a while, and I like stillness. Uh, I spend a lot of time alone. Um, that's definitely one of my biggest self-care practices is just being. Uh, it's really not a state of doing. It's just being. I don't really do anything specific. Uh, I would tell my husband, today's my alone time. See you later. And like, I come to my studio, and I'm, I don't do anything special. I just be, I just be, I do, I read, I walk around, I'm just wasting time in a way. Some people can see it as wasting time, but that's, that's, that's my, my self-care practice is, is to just be with myself, you know, get used to myself and get used to the changes that are happening that day. Another self-care practice that I enjoy is baths. So I love water. I am I am a double cancer and a Pisces rising, so it's all water everywhere. So water for me is very cleansing, and uh, I have the tiniest bath you can possibly imagine in New York. It's so small, but I get in there, I put my salts, I put my essential oils, and I just sit there and allow it to cleanse me of uh, any negative energies. Um, it's, It's important to cleanse our energetic body. So that's how I would do it. There's many ways sage can help. Any type of smudging uh, helps with that. But cleansing my energetic body is one of my self care practice. Also, just being out in nature, um, very grounding for me. Uh, I just go to the park and just sit and just be. Also, I don't really do anything special. I just just connect, just connect, and and be and be there. Um, being with my girlfriends is a big self-care practice for me and just sometimes just being silly you know not talking about anything anything important you know or anything deep uh just being silly just being in our joy is huge it's huge self-care practice and just being for each other um being around women is 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 very very awesome for me I always feel rejuvenated and and there's so much more, so much more. Of course, my products and uh, just put in, make, making my hair, putting my makeup, it can be self-care practice. Self-care practice really is anything you bring attention to um, and intention to.
0: What I love about the things that you listed as your primary self-care practices is that they're all free, sitting with yourself in the moment taking a bath, walking in nature, being with girlfriends, having alone time. Those are things that really are accessible that almost anyone could do.
1: Exactly. They are not, nothing is necessary. You don't need anything but yourself, uh, to practice self-care. Everything else is extra. Uh, everything else, either the way I categorize products and things is it either raises my vibrations or, or either lowers them. What's adding, Positivity and goodness into your life, and what's detracting from it, and then take the step to edit and simplify your life. We don't need that much stuff, (laughs) but we do need a lot of time,
2: alone time specifically.
0: (laughs) I love alone time as well. (laughs) Shall we transition to offering the meditation to our listeners now?
1: Definitely. So, I'm going to just give a little, um, intro of what this meditation is about um, there I do many different meditations but this one is I feel like it's one of the most fundamental ones is listening to yourself and listening to your intuition and it, it can take three minutes five minutes and this is going to be a relatively short meditation but I encourage the listeners to just just let go just let go and just be open to whatever comes up. And I'm going to guide the meditation from the beginning. I'm going to remove my headphones and I will be playing some sound. Oh, and after the meditation, I'm going to draw one affirmation card from my affirmation cards deck. And that will be a message for all of us. So I invite everyone to sit in their space, wherever they are, make sure your legs are uncrossed, Your back is straight
2: and you can gently close your eyes and I want you to just be present in this moment. And let go of anything that we talked about, anything that happened this morning, that happened yesterday. Anything that will happen later today, just put it all to the side right now and just be here with your breath. We're going to take three
1: collective breaths, starting from the tummy by inflating your tummy, then bring the breath all the way to your chest and then release it from your mouth with an ah.
2: So inhale. And release. Ah. One more time. Inhale deeply. bring your attention to your toes, feel any sensations, any movements, and I want you to slowly start scanning your body, almost like an inventory, with no judgment. Just awareness. I'm going to play the sound ball. You're going to continue to scan your body from your toes very slowly all the way to the top of your head. Now thoughts will come up. You can just pay attention to them. Record the thoughts and then come back to your scanning, come back to your breath. Sensations Notice the areas that feel tight, the areas that feel good. feel feel what it's like to be in your body sensations, the movements, feel your body responding to your awareness and feel its gratitude towards you, bringing awareness to it. There is a, a tense spot, you can breathe into it and relax it a tiny bit more. Feel what it's like to be you. Is available to you. I'll slowly finish your scanning and make a mental note of how you're feeling today. No judgment, just Noticing and recording what it's like to be you today. Once you have a clear mental note, I want you to drop into your space of intuition. This could be your heart space, your tummy, solar plexus area, your womb, your throat, your third eye, your head. Whatever first space you thought about is the right one. Drop into that space and feel it responding. Feel it activating. Ask a question to your intuition and then take a step back and just listen to the answer. Ask intuition, what do I need the most today? Listen to whatever comes through. What do I need the most today? yourself receive the guidance, any visuals, any images. Take the last minute basking in the sounds and recording what your intuition is telling you. Gratitude to your intuition for always being there. Express gratitude to your body for always supporting you, always sending you messages. And express gratitude to yourself for taking this couple minutes. To tune in. Tune into yourself, tune into your intuition. Thank yourself. When you're ready, you can slowly start moving your. Your neck move the energy around your body and slowly come back to your body, come back to the room when you're ready. You can open your eyes. I'll come back.
0: Wonderful. Oh my goodness. It's, it always amazes me that when I do take a moment to tap in the information that comes, that is surprising and really helpful. There's just so much wisdom there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really all about
1: listening to what's already trying to get our intention, then attention, then uh, trying to come up with it from our minds. Um, and as you can see, how was this meditation? Maybe eight minutes. I um, didn't count, but it was relatively short, and that's how fast you can get that wisdom. Now I'm going to draw the affirmation for everybody. Let's see what comes through.
2: All right, today's affirmation. I will
1: nurture my curiosity and let it lead me to places and experiences that have been calling me. I am free to seek. I'm going to repeat that. I will nurture my curiosity and let it lead
2: me to places and experiences that have been calling me. I am free to seek. What's coming through for
1: this affirmation is that a lot of us, have this calling this desire this little voice and it's usually our intuition guiding us but we don't feel adequate to go to these spaces uh, to go to these experiences or to travel to these places or to speak on these topics because we don't think we're ready we don't think we're um we don't think we're allowed or whatnot so this affirmation is consider it your permission to seek and to be free and let your curiosity lead you wherever that may be. Wherever that may be, you are free to do whatever it is that you want to do. Even when others are telling you, you can't because only you can give yourself that permission.
2: So feel free to seek.
0: Well, this has been a truly enlightening conversation and healing on a lot of levels. And I really look forward to hearing from our listeners um, what all of this has brought up in them. And for those who are interested in learning more about your work and your services, where can we find you online and what do you offer as well? Yeah. So, um, I'm
1: very active on Instagram. Uh, it's at I see you. Well, I S E E Y O U. Well, uh, I'm also, um, on the internet, <laughs> ICUwellness.com That's my website and you can find my products and my offerings, my services. I have a self-care, um, product collection. Um, I call it my body care, skin care, and soul care. Products because they work on different levels. And uh, I also offer um, sessions, private sessions, self care sessions, Reiki, sound healing sessions. I have a private studio here in Brooklyn where I. receive my clients. It's a little sanctuary. It doesn't feel like it's in Brooklyn. So if you need some space to breathe and just talk to somebody, to ground, to um, someone to hold space, that's what I do best. Uh, but I'm also, my purpose is to spark the light in you so you can do it for others. So I'm not interested in healing people necessarily. I'm interested in helping them heal themselves. So that's, that's what I do. And you can find me on icuwellness.com. Also, I have a um, special discount code for you all. If you are interested in any products or services, you can use the code self care, easy, one word self care, and you get a special discount.
0: It's been wonderful, Miriam, and I look forward to continuing to follow your work. Um, I know it's going to reach many people, and thank you for what you're offering the world.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dorothy, for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure talking to you. I enjoyed it so, so much. I really appreciate it, and thank the listeners for tuning in, for uh, meditating, and I encourage you all to keep checking in with yourself and If you want to talk, if you have any questions, I'm available, I'm accessible. Feel free to shoot me a DM or a note and I'm here for y'all.
0: Thank you for listening to the show. You can learn more about Mariam at ICUwellness.com and be sure to use the special discount code for Moonwise listeners by typing in the word self-care at checkout. I'd love to hear your thoughts about the show. You can get in touch with me and other listeners in our Moonwise Sisterhood Facebook group. To get access to the group, just search Moonwise Sisterhood in Facebook and answer two questions about self-care. I look forward to connecting with you there. Music in this episode is A Bird in a Crocodile's Mouth by Johanna Warren from her album Gemini One. See you next time.